This is Conversations with Corliss, the leadership podcast that gives you real and authentic advice that can help you change your life for the better. Here we will listen to stories and have conversations with people who are just like you, people who are chasing their dreams and making them happen. Your host, Corliss, is a modern-day purpose-driven leader. As an entrepreneur, she has developed a multi-million dollar business, leading thousands of people to discover their potential and reach their personal goals, all while balancing the responsibilities of raising her three children. She is a powerful, inspirational speaker, a certified success principles coach, and the founder and CEO of Corliss Co. Consulting, Incorporated. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss, and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. I found myself coasting through life feeling unfulfilled, and deep inside, I knew there was more to me than I was living. I went looking for answers, and I found them by listening to inspiring people and having meaningful conversations. That is what we will do here for you. Whatever you are looking for, I am glad you are here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This is episode 006, The Secret to Living is Giving with Jana Dutton. Life is like an echo. What you send out comes back. What you sow, you reap. What you give, you get. What you see in others exists in you. Winston Churchill said, We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. This is exactly what we're talking about today. In times of uncertainty and crisis, people have a tendency to hold back from helping others because they feel they need to. But there are so many ways to be generous without taking away from yourself. This may show up by offering encouragement, understanding, or support. Sometimes just being there to listen can help others. And never underestimate what being patient with people who are struggling can do. In this conversation, you will be inspired to see that giving generously may look differently than you think. We are going to talk about how small acts can create big gains. As Mother Teresa said, if you can't feed 100 people, just feed one. Most people are living in a place of scarcity, and because they feel that lack themselves, they tend to not give generously to something or someone else. Have you ever decided not to contribute to a cause because you feel you can't afford it? Have you ever looked the other way instead of helping out a neighbor or someone in need? Have you ever chosen not to volunteer your time because you feel you're too busy? Maybe you think you don't have enough to give. All of those thoughts have entered my mind before, and I think most people have felt that way when it comes to giving. A scarcity mindset limits the chances of living and giving abundantly. And that is what we'd like to help you change today. You see, a giving heart grows, and there's always a way to give. I have learned that generosity is a choice, just like leading, and there are many ways to give. As examples, kindness costs nothing and thoughtfulness is free. 
Today's guest is a Saskatoon-born serial entrepreneur and philanthropist. She is best known as a Tim Hortons franchisee, but also leads change as a female technology co-founder. When Jana is not at her restaurants, you can find her volunteering for many local charities, spreading the word about health and wellness, and most recently on the sidelines of the Rattlers games, cheering along with the hometown crowd. She is dedicated to her guests and community, always leading from a place of humility and service. Her personal mantra of a giving heart grows directs her focus as an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and as a leader. So welcome to the show, Jenna. I am so excited that you're here to share with us today. And of course, based on your bio and your kind of your introduction here, we know a little bit about you, but I'd really love for people to get to know you a little bit better. Could you share just a bit more of your backstory and where you come from? Of course I can. So I grew up with extremely humble beginnings in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, um, very poor neighborhood growing up. Um, and I mean, really so poor that our, our shoes were held together with, with tape, um, with strings. It, it was really quite, quite the start to my life. So I am now um, married to a wonderful farmer, which makes me a true, true prairie girl. And we have four wonderful children ranging from the ages of five to 17. Wow. And I happen to know that your story extends even further back from that with, you know, shoes being held together by tape or whatever you could put it together. But I happen to know that because you were raised by a single mom and I mean, many children grow up in a single parent, you know, family that things were always hard, but you didn't, you learned a lot of things from your mom and from those humble beginnings. Can you just share a little bit more about that? Of course I can. You know, when you grow up, and you have a really good role model, things play out differently in your life. And so my mom, if I would tell her a story that one of my friends was hungry or that I had been met somebody new and been to their house and they didn't have any food or any furniture, she would dig into the cupboard as scarce as our cupboard was and she would make a meal and she would give me a portion of it to share with that friend. So even, even though we had nothing, what it grew in me was that no matter what you do have, you share. <laughs> wow. That gave me chills. That's really quite beautiful. Your mom sounds like such a wonderful example and role model for you. And of course, she probably influenced a lot of other people with that even today through this podcast. So were you always a philanthropist? And for those who don't know, what is that exactly? Well, let's start out with, um, I have always been a philanthropist but I didn't always know I was a philanthropist. So a philanthropist by definition is someone that donates time, money, experience, skill, talent. A philanthropist, regardless of your net worth, is someone that is giving. So you don't have to be wealthy. You don't have to be one of the people that, that signed the giving pledge to be a philanthropist. If you have a genuine desire to give back to your community and to give back to other people, you are a philanthropist. 
That's a really great example and a really good explanation, honestly, because I think sometimes we just don't know what that is. And and maybe people that are listening really are, and they don't even recognize it, that what they're doing is actually connected to that particular definition of, of or connected to being a philanthropist. So when did it become really important to you? So it sounds like it was kind of in your roots right from the beginning. So tell us a little bit more about that. and Or was there a moment of change where you your perspective shifted completely that I really want to engage in this even more and give even more. You know, I think back to my life and I remember with my first job, which is, which was a paper route. Um, I think back even to then, and I was always generous, you know, I would always take my friends out to have a Slurpee or to a movie if they didn't have the money to pay. So I believe I was, I was always giving in that way. And I don't think I really accepted the title in my own heart until more recently. And that's when I started to develop, um, I guess, just the context around what a philanthropist was. And I, I've started to share that in the blog uh, so that other people can learn that you have to start where you're at, even if that means donating one hour of your time or donating $1 to a charity. If, if people understood how they could all rally and do something really good by just giving one hour or one dollar, it would, it would create massive change. Truly. So that really leads into the idea that small acts can create big gains, right? So perhaps you could give us some examples, like maybe you have some thoughts on that because one small thing, like, as I said, in the introduction, you know, mother Teresa said, if you can't feed a hundred people, just feed one. So it's like the take it, t- pulling it back to what can we do now that's even small that could add up to be something big? Well, the obvious answers are to get out and volunteer. And that's one of the simplest ways that you can help out a, a cause. And it's also another way to learn more about what's happening in your community. So there's organizations everywhere. If, if you look up volunteer opportunities and just Google it, um, you'll get all kinds of ideas in your own community with who is looking for volunteer hours, that also may lead you to a passion that becomes your cause that you can that you can get behind. Other ways that you can um, be a philanthropist are through social media, and I know that sounds kind of kind of a different angle, but really, a lot of causes are looking to raise awareness. So even by sharing out a cause on your social media, you can raise awareness and maybe generate interest in somebody else to donate financially if that's something that you can't do. I really like that example. You know, I happened to be at an event not that long ago and the small acts can become big in the big picture. Uh, This is such a good example because I happened to be at this event and they had said that the attendance was 2,523 and they happened to be uh, raising money for Telemiracle. And what the announcer said over the loudspeaker was, if every person here gave $1, we would raise $2,523. I think it was something close to that. And somehow that really related to me because I was like, wow, $1, everybody can do a dollar, right? Everybody can do a dollar. And I've seen a lot of uh, examples of this. And, And recently last September, I... I created that kind of buzz with a fundraiser that I was was working on, 
And I did encourage everybody, just give $1. And I used the ex- a very similar example. I said, if everybody in Saskatchewan gave just $1, we'd raise $1,126,000. And how significant could that be? So, so that's a very good example. Just giving a dollar, but doing it collectively as a pool. I also think to organizations that have sprung up in recent years, such as 100 Women That Care or 100 Companies That Care, where business owners or individuals pool their dollars so that they can make a greater impact. So true. So true. And I think sometimes we just don't think about that. We think we have to give big, but really that's not what has to happen. And like you said, even the share on a social media post or even um, volunteering your time or just being deliberate and intentional in giving something small as a contribution can have big effects down the road. So do you have a story about how contributing to something bigger has impacted your personal life overall? How has a story of giving, oh, impacted my personal life. Well, you know, I've always believed that there was, uh, and this is this is a really personal story, but I've always believed that it's in giving that you do receive. And uh, my personal mantra is giving hearts grow. And I believe the more you put out there, um, the more you do build and the more that comes back to you and the more you propagate. And I relate it back to a, a farmer planting a seed in the field. And as you plant that one single seed, nature gives you back an abundance. So what we're doing um, is creating an abundance when we put the good into the world. And that's, that's you know, I don't have a person, I have lots of personal examples, but, but I think that's the best way to explain that when you give that feeling, it's like a ripple effect and it gets bigger. Wonderful. And what you reap, you sow, just like I shared in the introduction as well. So I know that there's one cause that's in particularly important to you and that you've raised money for. And I think that's a story that is worthy of sharing. Um, So you had joined, or maybe tell us the story about joining Stars Ambulance and how you ended up you know, becoming a, a main person in their fundraising campaign and how that grew. Could you give us a little bit of an example with that? Well, and you know, I'm going to start out with, there's a lot of psychology in giving and the STARS organization, I, I sponsored an event for them and um, I was on my way back uh, from a conference and my flight got canceled and I couldn't make it to the event. And so they took me for a tour of, of their uh, ambulance helicopter base so that I could get some perspective on on what they were working on. And when they gave me the tour, they asked me to join a fundraiser called Rescue on the Prairie. And immediately, when you get asked to do a big fundraising drive, and this was the first very big fundraiser I was asked to help out with, I think you get a lot of fear base and fear of criticism, fear of rejection, fear of failure. I was really scared. So my first reaction was, oh my goodness, can I do this? And you know, when I looked across the table at the ladies that were asking me to do this event, I get teary-eyed even just thinking about it. Their complete faith in me gave me the faith. Their faith transferred to me and I was able to, to feel their faith. And I said to them, you know, if you believe I can do this, why would I ever believe I couldn't? And I accepted their challenge and their challenge was to raise a minimum of $50,000. And, and I left that day and 
I do a lot of goal-based work. And when I left that day with my husband, I said to him, if they believe that I can raise $50,000, I'm sure that we can raise a hundred. So that's what we set out to do. And we set out to raise a hundred thousand dollars based on the messages I've talked about. Just give $1. I think a lot of people are really nervous when you ask them for a donation, they wonder what, what you will think of them or how it's going to look to, to other people. And so they don't give. If you ask for a, a donation and they feel that they're going to be rejected or criticized because of the amount that they give, they just give nothing. So I encouraged everybody and I tried to re- remove the stigma of giving a certain amount. And I'm happy to say we raised just over $100,000. So when you set that goal and you set that intention and you remove the stigma that it has to be a certain amount, um, it really truly is successful. Wow, that's a huge story. So there's a couple of things that I took away from that that I'd really like to kind of reiterate and and uh, drive home for the audience here. So what Jana just described, in my opinion, is that there's another way to give here. So the women around you or the organization around you gave you belief. And because they gave you belief, it, it encouraged you to do more. And I think that that's another thing about giving that you, you can even give belief to people or give belief to uh, a cause. And by doing that, you are in fact actually contributing and it can become something so big because that small intentional belief in you created you to go out there and organize and step up to lead something so great that had huge monetary gains for the organization. The other thing that I think is beautiful here is that your commitment. So if you want to really give, you can give a real commitment, but then what that does is it encourages you to become creative and take action steps that you maybe wouldn't have taken before. Is that fair to say that that's kind of what happened? I think you summed that up beautifully. I, I believe, and I've got a, one of my favorite quotes is from Pablo Picasso. And he says, the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to give it away. So by giving with a, a free heart, and, and that's another thing people have to remember. If you are truly giving, you give without ex- expectation of anything in return. And, and when I think about that, I, I get the chills. I get, I get the little goosebumps or truth bumps, as I call them. Because when you can freely give something, whether it's something of yourself or whether it's money or time, without any expectation of anything in return, that's, that's when the earth and, and we all become better. Hey guys, I want to take a minute to invite you to be a part of my monthly coaching program. I know you want to lead your best life. It's likely why you're here listening, but sometimes you may need a little help with keeping focus. My goal is to help you move forward every single day. That's why I created the coaching community. If you're looking to add inspiration to your life on a regular basis, plus be part of a really supportive community, you should consider joining. For just $20 a month, you'll receive coaching, guidance, support and mentorship. Yes, you heard that right. It's just $5 a week. Join one of the best coaching communities in Canada at corliss.ca. That's C-O-R-L-I-S-S dot C-A. 
So I'm assuming that because you are a philanthropist yourself, you must see this having a ripple effect in your own family. Is there any examples that you could give of how you, you know, teach this to your children? Because I think if we all taught this to our children, we could even have a bigger impact in the world. Agreed. And, and I say that, uh, that my job in life is to grow giving heart. So, um, I've got a couple of small examples, but you know, it truly shows that they're absorbing what's happening in their environment. And so one of the examples is one of my daughters, she's my youngest. She, she was asked one day, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she said, you know, I would like to make a lot of money so that I can donate to charity. So she sees the people in her world taking their earnings and sharing it with other people. And, and she's actually made that a goal as to what she wants to do. And so that's one good example. The other good example is when your children, um, and I like it when it happens uh, organically, naturally, without you prompting. But uh, on her last birthday, uh, my eldest, uh, sorry, my, my second eldest daughter, she declined gifts and she actually asked guests to her birthday party to donate to, um, a horse rescue charity. So she has a love of animals and she just wanted to see these animals taken care of. So she, she took those donations from, from her little friends and she donated them to the rescue charity. Oh, I just love that. Find a cause that means something to you and then just get behind it in any way that you possibly can, even with just encouraging others to know it about it and to be aware of it. And you know what I'm really seeing here kind of circling all the way back is how your mom taught that to you. Now, your children, through your example, are also living that as well. I really want to commend you for that, Jenna. I think it's really beautiful and I'm so grateful that you shared that with us today. So if you were able able to, you know, encourage people that maybe feel like they don't have much, what are some practical things that they can do? So I know you talked about a social media post, even just, you know, sharing awareness, um, volunteering their time. Is there anything else that you could offer? Oh, and I guess the one other thing you said was to just give what you can and start with what you're at. But is there anything else that you could add to that that are practical things that people can do? Well, you know, the first one that comes to mind, um, I was a blood donor after a after a traumatic event several years ago, and I say you can give what, right? Uh, the, the popular old slogan um, of Canadian Blood Services was, it's in you to give. So that's a practical thing somebody could give that would actually save a life. You could perform random acts of kindness, because when you put kindness in the world, um, it has that ripple effect I was talking about. Some other things that might not come to mind um, right off the top are things like donating credit card points. A lot of the charities can actually take credit card points as a donation, and, and that's a great way that you can share something that you doesn't have a monetary value to you at that point. There's some other things like, um, oh my goodness, giving away your old belongings. If you're buying a new sh suitcase, you can, you can donate that to, to foster care so that a child has something to take their belongings in. There's so many ideas. And I do share some of them in my blog post and uh, just Google, how can I be a philanthropist without money? And you'll see other ideas as well. 
Oh, I really love that. And of course, at the end, we're going to make sure that all the listeners have access to your blog post. But one of the things that I really want to kind of heighten and really talk a little bit more about here is the fact that it's the intentional actions that you're really describing here. So instead of just, you know, making light of the idea that you're not doing much to really intentionally set out that I want to be able to give and I want to contribute. And I know that that comes full circle and comes back to me, but that's not the intention of why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I want to give. And I challenge yourself to just say, how can I give today? How can I contribute to someone else today? And when you're in that mindset, you're actually setting yourself up to grow your heart because you are coming from that space in you. Would you agree with that, Jenna? Totally. And I say when you inspire others to give, you know, it's it's my promise to you that if you do that and inspire others to give, you will be inspired as well. And building giving communities makes the world a better place. It just does. So just set out intentionally and create purpose in your life. I know a lot of the people that I mentor and I coach are just really looking to feel a sense of purpose. And I think it can be so easily created when you just set the intention and decide that you'd like to give and you contribute to someone else. You will feel a sense of purpose when you do that for sure. So before I ask you the three closing questions that I ask all of my listeners, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add, you know, as far as advice or practical things that people can do um, that might add value to people for the topic we're speaking on today? Well, I would encourage everybody to create a giving goal. So setting a giving goal isn't just about deciding what you want to give, whether that's financially time or, or something else. It's about designing a plan that feels good for you and allows you to give in ways that are authentic and, and have some effectiveness in your community and your world. So if, if I could leave your listeners with just one thing, if you set a giving goal, when you set that intention, it gives you something to work for and it gives you purpose. Wonderful. I love that. And I love how simple that is. And for each person that can be very unique and individual, just sit down and ask yourself that very simple question. What is my giving goal? What would I like to contribute? That's amazing. Thank you. So with my three closing questions, I always ask the same questions of my guests. And of course, this is a leadership podcast. So I'd love to know what does leadership mean to you? So leadership to me means being authentic and leading from the heart. Um, I think that as you reach goals and help those in need, you're inspiring others to do the same. And, and that's what being a true leader comes from. It's like the lead by example, isn't it? Very much so. So if you could recommend one book and one podcast right now that you're listening to or that you've been reading, just one, I know it's so hard. If you could share one that you've read that has really impacted your life or one podcast that's really, you know, helping you and supporting you right now, what would they be? Well, oh boy. <laughs> Do I have to limit it to just one? <laughs> I know that's okay. We'll go with two, Jana. Overachiever. We're going to go with two. Okay. So one of my favorite and most inspiring books is probably Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I think that this is just a classic. Uh, it teaches you mindset. It teaches you goals. It teaches you all sorts of things that you can put forward in your life about how to think and how the way you think creates your reality. And, and so if you think good things, you make good things and you receive good things. So that would be my number one, the one I always go back to. 
But another one that your your listeners might not be so familiar with because it's not as as famous yet is a book called You Squared, and it's it's by a man called Price Pritchett, and he describes his book as a high velocity formula for multiplying personal effectiveness by taking quantum leaps. So effectively, you're squaring yourself. You squared. Everybody should get that. It's a very short and a very easy read, but very powerful. Mm, I hadn't heard of that one myself. Awesome. And how about with podcasts? Uh, well, right now, um, well, with yours launching just recently, I did take a listen to yours and it is fantastic. And I would say right before that, I was probably listening to a Gary V podcast. He, he is such a straight shooter and tells it like he, like it is, but I also believe in, in a lot of his messages. So I would say Gary V is probably my go-to. I'm also a fan of him. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. So based on where you're at life in your life right now, considering all of the things that you've been through and everything you've learned through your highs and your lows, what piece of advice would you want to offer everyone that's listening? I would say the best is yet to become. Just believe that, right? Mm-hmm. Have faith. You bet. So if people want to connect with you, how can they do that? Of course, uh, feel free to go ahead and share your blog or any other way that people can connect with you. Well, they can go to my website, which is janadutton.com. That's two N's, two T's, janadutton.com. Sounds great. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today, Jana. I've enjoyed this conversation and I believe that the audience will have as well. And remember everyone, a giving heart grows. Go out there and set that goal and create the giving that you want to in the world. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.